You're listening to the Pastors Podcast of Mission City Fellowship of San Antonio, Texas. Mission City Fellowship exists to make and mature disciples of Christ who live all of life for the glory of God and proclaim Christ for the joy of all people. You can find more resources like this one at missioncityfellowshipsa.org. All right, well, thank you for joining us in the first ever Pastors Podcast for Mission City Fellowship. It's uh, me, Pastor Philip, joined here with the handsomer. Uh, is that a word, handsomer? The... Well, it's wrong, whatever it is. <laughs> the more handsome, more gifted, more athletically gifted, theologically gifted. Well, I can go with athletic, <laughs> but I don't know about the other ones. <laughs> Culinary gifted. Man, you, you just have the up on me and everything. Uh, the more gifted, Pastor Rob, joining me here. It's We're outside. We met halfway, so we're at the Pearl. There might be some hustle and bustle you hear behind us, but we're giving this a try. So our hope is to be able to have a, a weekly or somewhat often uh, podcast where we are able to follow up the Sunday sermon with questions, with application points, overviews, maybe even things that we didn't weren't able to touch base on uh, that we can talk about in a podcast uh, that hopefully will serve the church. We see it not as a way where we will get our voices out necessarily, but we see it more as a way for us to connect to the congregation and to apply the, the truths from the sermon. And so here's our hope, is that um, we would provide a way through our church app where anyone in the congregation can submit a question that if, if we're able to, that we can pick maybe from some of those questions, obviously. We, we wanna try to keep this down to 10 or 15 minutes, try to keep it short. Um, but where we can address some of those questions, maybe it's application points. I think it could be a very fruitful thing. We, we've done it at the uh, young adults retreat yearly where there's an opportunity for people to submit questions. And we've just seen it be very fruitful. Um, so that's our hope. So we'll see how it goes. We may not be able to do it every week for every sermon, but we'll try to do our best here. That sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, okay. So before we get started here with some deep theological truths, question for you, Pastor Rob, so that we, the congregation, can know us better, what is your favorite genre of movies? Genre? Well, my favorite would have to be westerns. See, and I was going to say claymation, but... Yeah, no. <laughs> Western. Yeah, that may be yours, but not mine. Uh, so not not claymation, but westerns. Do you have a favorite western? Movie? I was going to say anything by that that's been put into print by, uh, you know, like Pride and Prejudice, any any of those kinds of. But no, it happened no. to be western. Western, western. So do you have a favorite western movie? That's a hard one. I would say because there's so many good ones. Silverado. Yeah, um, you know, the Cowboys, Chisholm, um, the Magnificent I, Seven are right. up there. But my favorite is probably Open Range. Okay. So, because right, it's a deep dive into their character before you get to the gunfight at the end. Is it, 
Are you just trying to make no, this No, that deal? is absolutely <laughs> true. It's a, it, you, you get a lot, the whole, just about the whole front part of the movie is establishing who these, who these people are, what their character is, the, the things that have influenced them. Um, yeah, Robert Duvall, Kevin Costner. And I like. And it's I a like good. And then guys. you get you get one of the best gun gun battles at the end. That's always that's a. Nobody dies. Yeah. <laughs> as you make a cringe face. Yeah. As, as, as you say that. Face. I do appreciate that though, and I and I like that we can enjoy a western. We can enjoy claymation, or we can enjoy western, <laughs> whichever one we choose. Yeah. Um, but that is good to to be able to have a, a movie. So what's your genre? Oh boy. Oh no. I wasn't counting on you asking me that question. <laughs> oh no. You know what? Probably, man, I like mystery. Um, so I have to be pretty picky and kind of choose, be careful, you know. I like edifying stuff still, but so it's hard to sometimes find that. But I like mysteries, you know, where you're having to find, figure it out as you make, make it through the movie. Um, so I'm trying to think of one right now. Uh, there's one that I'm thinking of, but I can't remember the name of it. If I, if I remember it, I'll have to come back to it. It'll, it'll probably come back in the next 10 minutes when we push stop. Yeah, I'll right. Stop recording. Um, but it's one It's like where someone's trying to, oh boy, this is going to get really bad, where someone is trying to essentially take out the president. That's a kind way of saying it. And they show you, oh, I think it's called Vantage Point or something, where they show you like, four different vantage points of what happened and the whole time you're trying to figure out who, who did it. I enjoy things like that, mysteries yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, in my did previous... Did it surprise you? I don't, the ending? Or did you figure I, it I out? I think it was actually pretty surprising. Yeah. Huh. Um, I have to revisit that. Uh, but I, I enjoy stuff like that. Um, in fact, my previous, my previous life, I was pursuing you know, being a detective. And so that was yeah. kind of, that kind of plays right into those little cool. impulses I have. Yeah. So now I'm digging into the scripture and studying and investigating the scripture from Sunday to Sunday. So there you go. Yeah. Is that it's a good hard transition? for me to make, yeah, it's hard for me to transition from Western to scripture as easily. <laughs> was that a good, was that, that a good transition? Yes, that was, that was. Investigating scripture. Um, so with that, um, so this past Sunday we were in John 6, and verses 1 through 21 and it obviously we, we talked about how John 6 is the the biggest chapter in the entire New Testament and for someone like me um, it's hard to break that up because it all does go together but as we're making our way through scripture and looking at what what should we preach from week to week we're looking for what's called pericopes right so we're using the, the fancy theological word there basically <laughs> basically bookends that there's a beginning and an end where a truth is being communicated it's bookends to a truth and so that's kind of how you try to break up scripture when we're going to preach it and and basically we saw that there was a bookend from verses 1 to 21 a pericope um, that kind of communicates a big truth even though all of chapter 6 goes together and communicates a big truth and so this upcoming week pastor rob you will be in verses what is it 22 through what was it 59 and the, the big, one of the big ideas there is obviously looking at Jesus as the bread of heaven. Um, so that'll be, that'll be really good. That'll lead us right into taking communion together, which will be sweet. But this past Sunday, so in, in verses 1 through 21, um, if you remember, we saw how um, 
two really big problems are happening. It's the story of feeding the 5,000 and then the story of Jesus walking on the water and how um, in that there are obviously big extraordinary problems there. Um, the feeding of the 5,000 is an extraordinary problem. What are we going to do? Philip and, and Andrew don't know what to do. Um, and then when they're on the water, there's this incredible storm. What, what are they going to do? It's, it's these problems that are out of their control. So that's one thing we see. But then we saw how beyond those problems, those are actually pointing to a greater problem, is how we view Jesus. And the end, so all of it kind of serves to view Jesus rightly. Um, so we saw the extraordinary problems, and then we saw the extraordinary Jesus and how he, he has this extraordinary care, how he provides for them in the wilderness. Um, he has this extraordinary power to be able to do that. And then his extraordinary identity um, as he sees them on the disciples on the water, he identifies himself, ego and me, uh, I am, and do not be afraid. And so uh, it kind of ends, crescendos there with his final identifying statement there. Um, so the disciples forgot his identity, basically, which we're so prone to do, which was a huge point of application for me personally. Um, the crowd identifies Jesus as this prophet, they want to make him an earthly king, but we, we find their motives are not quite there, we, and we hear more of that this upcoming week. And then Jesus finally has that opportunity to identify himself, which is just wonderful. Um, in light of that, there were kind of a couple different threads happening, or layers. So there's one layer where Jesus is this greater Moses, Jesus is this greater Exodus, or producing this greater Exodus, he's uh, the greater bread of heaven, um, you have all of that happening there on, underneath the Lord meeting provision for people and showing himself kind and powerful and caring and all that kind of good stuff. So those are, that's the big overview there. Pastor Rob, <laughs> uh, you know, anything to add to that or observations or takeaways? I was trying to shut my phone down. It was overheating, so that's why nice. I was trying nice. to Maybe do... my phone might be doing that. My so. phone was like, it was like, yeah, it was not yeah, good. Mine may be doing that. We're so. sitting out in 100 plus degrees weather, so yes, <laughs> got to make sure we're... The, the things we will do to try to serve, <laughs> try to serve here. Absolutely. I mean, just the, the general, I remember uh, the impact of the sermon just being exalting Christ someone who makes something out of nothing that's just so yes. hopeful yes it's so encouraging it's so powerful um and it, you know it, it certainly pushes us back to the creation but just the god who makes something where there's nothing mm -hmm. and how he how, how jesus is just the continued extenuation of that and for our lives yeah how he speaks to that and how this infinitely powerful god is still addressing us powerful ways and so yes. it was just a really inspiring and helpful sermon well well I, thank you brother and i i'm right there with you i i felt like um in fact even in my notes that that point that jesus can make something out of nothing you know i think often we can approach this passage and it's kind of i don't know that that can kind of be twisted in ways right obviously we talk about prosperity gospel all that kind of stuff but when you consider that, if he can if he can do that with bread and fish, what can he do with the hearts of men and women? And that really is the hope of pastors, right? right? 
we, we can't change anybody. We deal with a lot of different issues, people in all different places. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the hope of a pastor yeah. is that Jesus can do yeah. something, can make something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, that encouraged my heart throughout the week, both for my personal life and, and specifically even just as I prayed or had conversations with people, uh, with members of our church, uh, yeah. was that Jesus can do something. Yeah, and that's probably an important, you know, you're talking about how how there are some who might coming from a prosperity gospel kind of perspective who would see God creating something out of nothing. I, I think what's important, if you want to just make that clear, our faith doesn't create realities. Uh, yeah, that's a big thing right that's now. That's a big thing. God creates these things, and uh. faith trusts what God is doing and looks for God to do what He is trying to do. Mm-hmm. We don't We don't call on Him to get His power to create what we want. Yes, it is always Excellent. it is always what he's doing, and that what that this passage is just so like, yes. yeah. Because we're even going to go on to that where, where, where in what I'm dealing with next week, where Jesus is trying to identify, yeah, you're 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 coming after me because you fed you fed yourselves on what I did. Yeah, you didn't understand what the sign was pointing to, and the yeah. irony that we'll talk about next week is yes. just like, hey, yeah, you're saying do a sign. He's like. I just, I, I just did two yeah. signs. I just yeah. fed five thousand. I walked on the water. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and you're missing that because they're wanting, and so Jesus basically is calling them out for like, yeah, you just want me to meet your needs. Yes, yeah, and and the and Jesus does meet our needs. He wants us to trust him for our needs. Right, but uh, but we don't love him for, for that. that. And he meets them how he wants to. And his point there is, yes, that we're focused on the physical. And while he fed 5,000 people, so he cared about the physical, he healed people physically, but he was saying the bread of life, people who ate that other stuff, you're going to die. You eat what I'm, what I'm really truly offering to you, you will never die. I think that hits on a, a, a point. So Jesus wants them to see something bigger. And I think even through the Gospel of John, so in, in, like in John 4, Jesus meets the woman at the well, and you kind of have that same thing happening. So in John 4, John 5, John 6, where if you remember, so in John 6, John points out Jesus lifted up his eyes and he looked at these people and he saw this need yeah. that needed to be met. Well, then in John 4, Jesus tells the disciples, they're concerned about food. Once again, right. it's a yeah. food issue. And Jesus tells them, lift up your eyes. Look, look and see what's in front of you, essentially. There's something bigger happening here. And I do think that's something that's taking place. Jesus is teaching his disciples to see something bigger. Um, I think it ties into Psalm 121. It says, lift up my eyes. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That very Lord who made heaven and earth through his word has now become flesh. And he's saying once again, lift up your eyes. See this. That's a great great point, brother. Um, In light of that, I do think there are so many things happening when you talk when you consider biblical theology, which is this thread of redemption happening from Genesis to Revelation. That though there are all these different stories, there's one big story happening, and all these kind of tie into that in some way. And you see how Old Testament connects to Christ, and how New Testament connects back and is fulfilling Old Testament stories and narratives. Well, so even in this one, so we had obviously Jesus is a greater Moses. We'll see that even more this week. Jesus is a greater bread of heaven who, ta- who can completely satisfy yeah. us. We'll see that this week. Um, 
We saw Jesus feed people in the wilderness, obviously that there's some tones there. He walks across water as in dry land. He gets his disciples across. That obviously is connecting to Red Sea stuff. Right. There's another one though, Elisha in 2 Kings 4, where it's basically this, this very same thing. There's this feeding of all these guys and the Lord provides and he provides abundantly, overflowing. And yeah. so you kind of even see there's these connections there. I didn't make that connection on Sunday, but where Jesus is also this greater Elisha. He's, yeah. he's, these prophets were pointing to Jesus, and he fulfills it and, sati and satisfies people in ways that even those prophets never could. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That, that, and that was one reason why we wanted to go through the Gospel of John, right. was to see how all the Bible is connected and pointing to Christ. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it, it makes me think of, um, I think it was Edith Schaefer's book, Christianity is Jewish. And oh, wow. actually, she, she wrote that out of the 50s and 60s before I, I, I think people have always had the biblical theology perspective, but before that became more of a, of, a, of a prominent thing in the evangelical world, she was saying, hey, it's, all, it's not a new religion. It's not a new thing. It's based upon what well, God has always been doing, and it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's where, he's where he was taking us. And mm -hmm. so all of these roots, if you think about who, who would be reading John's gospel initially, right. how helpful yeah. that would be for them to see the continuity yes. of yes. what's going and what God has always been doing, which yeah. is that redemptive theme you were talking yes. about. I think, I, think, I think that's what's happening. I, I think you're exactly right. I think this is probably, and we talked about this several months ago, right? Everyone's probably already forgotten. But <laughs> we forget from week to week. I forget what's preached sometimes the yeah. last time I preached. Yeah. But how this could be, yeah, a second or third generation Jewish audience who is, why do, why do we believe in Christ? Yeah. And how are these, the, these fulfillments from the Old Testament? Yeah. And John's wanting them to see that explicitly. Um, and so I, I do think some of these things, like some of these stories, yeah. I think their mind would have immediately gone to Moses, the wilderness. Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. their mind would have immediately thought of Elisha. Yeah. It's I, just, yeah. Where we maybe need more help yeah, to see Yeah, because we that. don't have, we're not immersed like they were right, in that. Right, right. But we, it serves us so well to be immersed in the Old Testament and what was yes. going on there. Because that was the scriptures that the church had. That was the Bible, that right? That was it. Yes. Or, that was Jesus' scriptures. Until the canon of the New Testament happened. So. Yes. Well, I, I've never heard of the book that you mentioned and the lady that you mentioned, but I do know, um, is it, is it Jim Hamilton, who's a pastor, has a book on biblical theology. Yeah. I think Nine Marks has a small book, which I love yeah. books like that. Small yeah. books are right yeah. at my, uh, small books, yeah. coloring books, and uh, claymation, levels, <laughs> claymation videos. <laughs> That's right up my alley. Um, well, Graham so, Goldsworth, he's the yes. one who initially, he's like the big, Big dog. I don't seeing, know what yeah. you want to talk about. Christ these, the Old Testament. Edith Schaefer is Francis Schaefer's wife. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And it, so she comes at it from. Oh, cool. It, 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 it's a flyover. It's not a deep dive. Yeah. But it, it's a good book. I think that's helpful. But these other ones you're mentioning are probably yeah. more helpful, I would say. Graham, Graham Goldsworthy, as like you yeah. mentioned, has one. Jim Hamilton has one. Yeah. I think lastly, well, not last, but one of the ones I would come to mind immediately is uh, Nine Marks has a book specifically on biblical theology. Yeah. It just kind of traces some of those things yeah. and explains it very Absolutely. simply. Probably like a 90-page book, and it's not actually 90 pages because yeah. the book is very small in and of itself, yeah. so it's probably like yeah. 40 pages, actually, if yeah. it was a full-size book. So Yeah, those things are so helpful. Those so, resources so helpful. are helpful. So helpful. It keeps you from making every 
every every event or every story or narrative in the Old Testament into a moral yes. teaching. You are yes. actually placing, like David and Goliath, it's not about slaying giants. Right. How yes. does that fit in with what God is doing in Israel moving towards Christ? Yes. So, so important. So helpful. Biblical theology, whenever I started seeing that, how the, the scripture are connected in that way and pointing towards Christ, it was like it opened up the scriptures to me where I just, I wanted to read even more because it was like I finally felt like at that point, I'm, I'm understanding what it's yeah. getting at here. Yeah. It was huge for me. It was like, it felt like a light bulb yeah. go off. That's good. Very I, cool. Same way. Same way. That was just, it, it took everything that was kind of like fuzzy and it just it yes. lined it up to where, okay, this makes sense now. I understand. That's a good way. It was fuzzy. I, I, I like that. Well, I, I, for one, just as we kind of come to a close here, um, was for myself was served by these particular truths. I mean, I, I am, we always need to see Jesus in all of his glory. He's the fulfillment of all these things. But then just seeing his care. His love, his his willingness to to take upon himself a need that he didn't have to, and it shows his heart. And isn't that what he does for us? He looks upon us. He lifts up his eyes and looks upon us. Takes notice of us in our need. I think first the greatest need, right? Yeah. That we need to be saved. We have a sin problem and a and a and a punishment problem or we're going to be punished for those sins. We need to be rescued. And he took care of that need. And if he, if he considers, if he's willing to take on our greatest need, then surely we can entrust to him all of these lesser, smaller, they seem big, yeah. but all of these daily needs that we yeah. may have. That's an encouragement. Yeah. And I think if we, we should walk away from this passage seeing that and encouraged by that. And I think that's the hope that we would, we would be encouraged by that. All right. Well, I think that was so. Twenty minutes. We went a little bit long, but (laughs) I'm surprised it's not 45 at this point. Um, Well, church, we hope this this serves you once again. Thank you for just tuning in, in a sense, for to hear your pastors talk through the Sunday sermon. Uh, Once again, we we do hope in the future to have an opportunity where you can send in questions, and if we're able, we'll talk maybe through. We'll pick one or two, talk through those make application once again, talk about how the sermon affected us personally, and maybe even key things that we weren't able to preach on that were still good to be included, uh, maybe talk about. Maybe every now and then we could do a, like a, a restaurant review. <laughs> okay. That, you know what? Just, we, can, we can do whatever we want. That's true. This, this belongs to us. We can, we can talk about Westerns. We can talk about where we should we go on date night. Where do we take kids? What are free places? Yeah, you can ask us questions about the sermon or about hey, that's a other good, things, too. Let's just say that. We are going to open it up. You can ask us about anything. And we may not always We talk may not. About yeah, it. that's that's the point. <laughs> let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. We might not always yeah. be, to talk, be able to talk about it. Yeah. But but if we're able and it's appropriate, we would yeah. love to. Yeah. Well, all right. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, church. Yeah. This was a joy. Yep. Yep. Go with the Lord. May he strengthen your day. Amen.